Dadhood. Modern Dadhood Podcast. <laughs> that was incredible. Welcome to another episode of Modern Dadhood. Um, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, wait, no, I'm supposed to, I'm, yeah, I'm always here. You're always here. I forgot. Um, how are you today? I'm good. It's, uh, it's Saturday morning. It's raining. We're doing some really fun stuff today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell uh, our dad listeners uh, what Modern Dadhood is? Uh, dads, Modern Dadhood is an ongoing conversation about the joys, challenges, and general insanity of being a dad in this moment. Recited perfectly. Thank you. I was reading it. My name is Adam Flaherty. I'm a father of two daughters, six and how old are they? Six and three. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. Yep. Uh, my name is Mark Checkett. Uh, I am a dad of twin boy toddlers. And um, what I uh, what I want to know about is uh, what's going on with you lately, Adam. Uh, I, I feel like I, I feel like we haven't been in these chairs in a while. Yeah, uh, our recording schedule was a little a little funky, and it's been it's been a little bit. Too long, I think. Too long. Way too long. We catch up for coffee and lunch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We actually shared a really nice bone broth soup yesterday. It was, it was, we shared too much of it, actually. We each had our own individual bowls, but they were very sloshy. Yeah. And we were sitting two feet away from each other, facing each other. So with every sip, the, the the bone broth (laughs) itself was splashing into the other person's bowl, which is, there is, you need sort of like a plexi glass, um, you know, like those things in prison. That's kind of what you need if you're going to share bone broth bowls with a, with a, with a partner. Yeah. The cage that they put the drummers in sometimes to isolate the sound on stage. That's right. You're familiar with drummers. I'm familiar with visiting people in jail. So I got a funny story that I want to share with you. My six-year-old daughter is in kindergarten now and I bring her to the bus stop, which is a two minute walk from our house. And it happens to be in the area of our neighborhood where our mailboxes are. So we don't have individual mailboxes on each house. They are, you know, in one central area. Got like and a all. bank, got a mailbox bank. That's exactly what it is. I've oh. always searched for that that terminology, and it's a mailbox bank. I think it's a mailbox bank. Thank you for bringing that to you're my, You're welcome. So we were standing there waiting for the bus, and it's cold now. We're in the season where it in in Maine, New Hampshire, the Northeast, it can get really cold, especially mm-hmm. overnight and early morning. And so we're standing there talking and then I look over and she is like a millimeter away from sticking her tongue onto the metal side of this mailbox. No, bank no. While we're waiting for the school bus. <laughs> it was out of nowhere. We didn't oh. talk about it. She just, I looked over and she was doing it. Her tongue was, her little tongue was sticking out and oh, man. <laughs> so close to touching it. So I, I spring into action. I've always considered it my job to, to keep my kids safe and to impart wisdom the little wisdom that I've compiled over the years right. on them. But I also am not going to hover over them and, you know, and be the, the kind of helicopter that's always making sure that, sure. you know, that they're safe. They need to experience things. And so, you know, I sprung into action, exclaimed something, you know, it was probably just a, you know, no, no don't do yeah. that. And it didn't freak her out, which was great. That's good. But I had to, you know, pull up a video clip to, to show her. You can probably guess which one I, I had to show her. I think I think uh, I think I have one in my mind here. Yeah, which one was it? You got uh, Elf. No, does that happen in Elf? Shit, I don't remember where it happens. <laughs> I showed her Dumb and Dumber. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though that's like obviously a you know a prop a tongue. Yeah, I think it it doesn't even matter that it's not real. It sure. demonstrates what could actually happen, and you know it it's terrifying. Yeah. So uh, we got lucky. But, uh, wow, 
really gets your uh, adrenaline going at, you know, eight in the morning. Yeah, that's terrifying. It's not like you're always carrying a small bottle of like lukewarm water either with you, (laughs) just in case somebody does get their tongue stuck to cold metal. Right. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting because yeah, you want your kids to learn lessons, right? But, um, but there's some lessons that are just, you know, if if scarring is involved, like literal physical scarring is involved, you kind of want to avoid that, right? At all costs. But you also don't want to freak them out. You run run the risk of freaking. I feel like if I were in that position, I, my, whatever it was that I exclaimed would have been enough to freak the kids out. I don't know if I would have been able to, uh, (laughs) calmly enough, get in there and be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't do that. I think I probably would have freaked out a little bit. My daughter, uh, once in a while, hears my voice go up uh, into the louder ranges. Not a lot, but mm-hmm. once in a while. So uh, this time, you know, she's old enough to understand that you're not in trouble. This was like a safety thing. So don't take it personally. I just really didn't want that to happen to you. That's funny. So this episode is one of probably many to come about music. Specifically, we're exploring what it is about certain songs that resonates with our kids and leads them to demand that we play certain music on repeat for weeks at a time. Here's one performed by my girls that most of you dads will know. Oh, my, that was my younger daughter doing the ding, the little uh, flare at the end of the song. <laughs> Such emphasis in there. I mean, you know, they've they've got words in that song that are really important for them to to get right. You can tell. Yeah, the funny part is a, a lot of the words in the songs that they sing together, they don't actually they don't know the words, and yeah. but they know the sounds of the words, and yeah. so they'll emulate the sounds of the words. And sometimes they're right, and sometimes it's like a total like like butchering of the word. But you you know that it's like. They know how it sounds, yeah. and they're trying to make that same sound. So these kind of spontaneous uh, sing-song sessions, they happen a lot in your house? A daily basis, yeah. <laughs> your, your boys, I'm guessing, might be a little young to, to perform like this. They may or may not be, you know, thespians when they're a little bit older. They're, they're getting there. Yeah, my girls are just running around singing and dancing and putting on shows, and they pretend they're backstage, and then they need to be presented. So presenting princess whoever. Princess every dress is one of my older daughter's favorites. Oh, that's fantastic. So they're literally putting on shows for us every day. Are your boys into music? Yeah, they're into music. Um, they they kind of like dance. They do that little sort of toddler bend at the knees kind of you know dance. And yeah, we play. I mean, we play music a, a fair amount. Like we have Alexa, you know, the the Alexa overlord kind of always watching down on us. And so we'll play a lot of music. They don't know, like they're not going to spontaneously start singing out a song. Mm-hmm. But but if you ask them pointedly, like what song do you want to hear? They have one answer every single time. And bo- both of them have the same answer. And they say, they say, brown, bound, which means, Bown. which means brown and lonely worm. Casper uh, baby Casper pants. pants song. Yeah. They, they, if you give them the choice, that is the song that they want to hear every time. That's a great tune. It's a, fantastic it's a great tune. It's yeah. a great album. It's a great collection of albums. I mean, his mm-hmm. body of work is 
it doesn't get better in terms of kids yeah. music. Yeah. And it doesn't, uh, and it doesn't do that thing that a lot of kids music does. No offense to a lot of the kids musicians out there, but some of them are just grading, you know, and they drive you a little bit insane, but I can get down with some Casper baby pants like any day of the week. For sure. It's the antithesis of that, you know, terribly produced, super bright and crunchy and repetitive garbage that, mm-hmm. you know, if you look up kids music on Spotify, you're, you're going to get served. We are huge, huge Casper baby pants fans. In fact, <laughs> in fact, even before kids, mm. I wasn't going around listening to Casper, <laughs> but I was thinking like, man, I, I have loved presidents of the United States of America for so long. I can't wait until I have kids who I can share Casper baby pants music with and experience it with um, them. That's funny. See, I didn't, I didn't know about Casper baby pants until, until after, and it was by happenstance. I mean, I knew I was a huge fan of presidents as well. Um, I loved all their, I loved all their stuff and, um, I had no idea. And we just started, obviously we just started exploring the music when the kid, when the kids were born. And, um, as you're exploring the music, you know, sometimes you're like, Oh, this is okay. I'll have to remember this. This is fine. This is all right. But both Jamie and I, my wife and I had the same reaction. We were just listening to music one day with the boys. It was Stompy the bear came on and we were like, wait a minute, what is this? This is, this is different. Mm -hmm. And we listened to that song. We were like, Alexa, what is this? Tell us more, please. It's also that tune has that great kind of like, um, crunchy guitar. Oh yeah. Totally fuzz, little fuzz guitar line. I think he's still playing that three string jobby that he plays, you know, that like weird three string guitar, a a bass guitar, I think he calls it. Mm -hmm. Um, but oh yeah, it's from that moment forward, we were like, okay, we're, we're fans. My older daughter was brought up on Casper Baby Pants, and my younger daughter has been to an extent too, but my older daughter, who's uh, now six, most of the music that she wants to hear at this point is coming from TV shows and movies that Mm -hmm. she's seeing. And it's been super fascinating to observe what types of songs or what like genres of music that she's naturally drawn to. And then there's my younger daughter who's three and I want her to be listening to Casper baby fans like exclusively. Right. But because she is obsessed with her older sister and wants to emulate everything that she does, my younger daughter is now wanting to hear fight song all the time. Oh boy. Yeah. Which is okay. I mean, it's, it makes me sad in some ways because Casper baby pants or, you know, um, Raffi or Rick Charette, like that music is so creative and so imaginative. A lot of times there's an educational component to it and I don't want her to, to miss out on that stuff, but I'm also excited that my girls are becoming aware of what's out there for music, even if it's not the stuff that I would choose to put in front of them to listen to. I'll probably run into the same type of problem that you're running into. Like they're going to find music that I think is just God awful, you know, (laughs) um, even great songs when you are forced to hear them all the time. And as soon as it's done, they want to hear it again. It it just starts to take its toll on you. Yeah. Oh yeah. There are so many times that my wife and I are lying in bed and, um, Jamie will kind of just lean over and say, I can't get, X out yeah, of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get this out of my head. Yeah, it's the same with us, though. Probably once a day, either I'll ask my wife or she'll ask me, you know, which which Frozen 2 song is stuck in your head. It's like there's not even a question of if <laughs> it's a Frozen it's 2 song. It's just yeah. that's what we're listening to now. And so I'll start singing Lost in the Woods or, you know, whichever one whichever one it is. You you don't you wouldn't even know I'm not Lost there yet. The I'm, yeah, don't, don't give anything away. No well, spoilers. Get, you know, get started on it. Here's a way to ease into it. Google Weezer's version of Lost in the Woods. Oh, it's, all right. Uh, it's... <laughs> Beautiful. I'm d- I'm down with a with a good Weezer cover. 
So I actually got to explore a lot of this stuff that we're talking about with our guest on today's episode of Modern Dadhood. He is a rapper, a producer, a lyricist, a, a podcaster himself. He's even now an author, a multi-talented dude. And to be honest, he's someone who I would consider an influencer in every sense of the word. I'm talking about Spose. Mark, you you know Spose? I, I suppose I do. Well done. You knew man. it was coming too, right? Spot on in the dad joke Boom. department today. Well, I had the chance to to catch up with him in his studio just the other day. Spose, thank you uh, for having me to your studio. This is interesting. Thank you so much for coming through. I uh, I'm always happy to welcome people into my little space here. Yeah, it's very it's comfortable. It is welcoming. Nice. Those are great adjectives. Yeah. So what I want to explore with you today is what draws our kids to certain music. Um, And I'm talking before they get to an age where they're discovering music on their own. In most cases, it's kind of self-explanatory. So they watch the same movies or shows every day. That music is going to just become ingrained in them and they're going to want to hear it. But I think you might shed some interesting light on as an artist, a producer, and somebody who understands marketing in general is is a different scenario. My daughters are six and three, and there are times where they will see a movie, have one instance of exposure to a song, and that's all they want to hear. For a week and a half, two weeks, a yeah. month. Yeah. Exactly. I certainly relate to that. I think especially in, in regards to what you're talking about with movies, I think there's something about being hooked into a story. And so when this song happens and for example, a big movie like with our kids, cause we have the Disney channel was uh, descendants. Yeah. Which is a movie. Have you ever seen descendants? Nope, so but I've never seen it. descendants one, two and three. I remember descendants three came out and then I came home from tour and we went on a little like lake house vacation for a couple of days. And, all the whole time we were there, all they wanted to hear was the songs from Descendants 3, which they'd only seen once. And I think something about being pulled into the story so you care about the characters. So when they sing this song, it hits extra hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I remember even seeing Frozen, the movie, the first time before it really. I think I saw it like the second day it was out, like because it wasn't like a surefire number one hit. You, when it first came, like the before it came out, we didn't know what to expect. It was after like the first weekend, everybody was like, oh, this movie Frozen's crazy. And so I remember watching it and the turning to my wife in the middle of it and being like, these songs are really good. So you, you sorry, to, just to pause us, you got four kids. Yeah, I got four kids. What did tell me their ages? Uh, so our oldest is a, our 10 year old girl was yeah. our first. We had her for five years alone, you know, just her and us. And then we have a. Uh, six-year-old, she just turned six, six-year-old girls in kindergarten. And then we have twins who are four, a boy and a girl. Holy shit, So man, I'm you're in right in the thick of it. Every day. Yeah, every day. Um, but yeah, having four kids is definitely daunting. But to tie it back into what we're talking yeah, about, frozen. I mean, it pulls, like one of them will hear a song and they'll, I don't know, do you have Alexa in your house? I don't. Alexa has transformed music listening in our house. Cause we talk about like if when you or me were kids, if we wanted to hear a song, it either had to be on the radio or we had to go get our parents to purchase the tape. And then we'd only have that song and we could never hear something. It, it, you'd need to like know how to spell it 
You know, like right. my there kids don't need to know how to spell my, our four year olds, our twins, when they were two, were telling Alexa play, you know, this song, you know, and what so, was it? What was it that the uh, two year old wanted to hear? Well, actually the, the, a big song for my twins was one of my songs, knocking on wood. He, our son always wanted to hear knocking on wood Yeah, by, by suppose, you know, and, and Alexa. And then, um, Peppa Pig soundtrack, paid a Peppa Pig soundtrack, you know, and they'd have trouble pronouncing it. So they got to say <laughs> yeah. it like three times, Alexa, stop, you know, and they'd have to say it again. And, uh, they basically DJ because you can DJ with your voice now. And I really feel like kids at a, at a younger age can curate their own music better than ever in history. Which is both super cool and a little bit uh, terrifying. I remember my, my mom got a new car at one point when I was probably eight years old, nine years old, and we could put in a, a, a cassette, an album. I remember specifically, it was Billy Joel, River of Dreams album. And if I want to hear that title track again, at the end of the song, there was a button that would, it would detect when there was a gap in between songs somehow. Okay. So that was like, that was the first step towards, I have some control over this. But yeah, like you said uh, a few minutes ago, otherwise it was, I have to call the radio station and request that and then sit there and wait for them wait. to play it and record it if I want to hear that again. That's why I think it's wild when people call radio stations and request songs now. Yeah. So just the 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 vast, you know, gulf we've we've covered, you know, in music technology since then is wild that my kids can hear any song they want anytime, CD quality, banging speakers in the kitchen from a robot. Right. And anything less than that is going to piss them off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for example, I'll drive to school and we have um, in my vehicle, I've got Bluetooth. So like if I have a song, I can play it over the. What is this Bluetooth? So, speak of? so it is a tooth <laughs> stolen from the Blue Mountain. No, a so smurf tooth. <laughs> it's one Smurf tooth. And uh, so the kids will be like, play Imagine Alexa, play Imagine Dragons, you know, in her little voice. And I was like, oh, we're in mommy's car. She doesn't have the Bluetooth. So I like brought it up on my phone and then put it like in the cup holder. So it'd sound louder. And she's like, this is, this was not this adequate not for her. Turn it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So they're just spoiled with the greatness of modern technology and music. It's really unparalleled, unparalleled this, this moment. It, the technology is amazing and I certainly uh, am, am enjoying it, but Part of me does want to, you know, uh, have a conversation with my six-year-old about like how now it was so different when I was your age, but she doesn't care. You know, yeah, they don't care. That. We could tell them they, my, I know my oldest daughter who's our smart, like our smartest, obviously, and our most compassionate and listening would be like, wow. Yeah. You're old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's too bad. <laughs> my daughter watched Secret Life of Pets. Have you ever yeah, seen that? Yeah. So Taylor Swift, Welcome to New York is this opening it's a big song. record at our home as well. Yeah. So all she wanted to hear was Welcome to New York. And then from a different show or movie, she heard Shake It Off. Yeah. All she wanted to hear was Shake It Off. My daughter has no idea that those two songs are on the same album, let alone are even the same person singing. So- does an artist like Taylor Swift and anybody who's collaborating on the writing, is there a conversation around what is going to take this thing that we've written and make it m more marketable to the masses? And then the sub question is, are they thinking about kids, you know, under the age of 12 or not? I think the short answer is that they're not thinking about kids, except in that 
oh, you might not want to say that mm. something that's too offensive. Like, I think that's the only, and those are just boundaries that maybe they don't even associate with kids. They just associate with, am I going to get this played on the radio? So it's the messaging. It's more about the messaging and the language and less about if we want this to be considered for licensing for a kid's movie, we need to have this sound or this hook like every 30 seconds. I it's think less of a formula. I don't think kids are all that different from adults when it comes to music. So I think the same thing that's going to appeal to you and me is going to is definitely like if it, if it can appeal to the adults and be a hit record at radio, it's going to appeal to kids. I do think there's definitely a consciousness to resolving melodies. I think there's a definitely a consciousness to chords that create a certain feeling. I definitely think there's a consciousness to drum sounds, even tempos like that Taylor Swift shake it off is like. Right. Which is tried and true since the, you know, the Ramones or whatever, you know, it's Hey Mickey, that's we're not going to take it by uh, Twisted Sister. You know, these are just definitely consciousness to all of that. But I don't know that they're sitting back thinking, oh, the kids will love this. I think they're thinking, will everyone love this? There's a whole nother market, which is people who write songs for kids movies. For example, like, can you imagine the pressure on the writers who are writing for Frozen 2? You know, I was going to bring that up. Their names are Robert and Kristen Lopez. They wrote the music for Frozen 1. Yeah, I I think I saw a little little. a little mini doc about them. So obviously they understand what it's going to take to make music successful in a movie that is designed for kids and make the music resonate. But Frozen 2, we saw it and I went into it thinking, man, this, How are they this writing team has a, has a lot to live up to. Yeah. They, when they learned that there was going to be a Frozen 2, they it probably was a mixture of like, oh my God, this is fantastic. And like intimidation, like got to feel like a band, like the strokes or something right in their second album. Like, Oh shit. Like that was the best album of like the (laughs) decade. Now we have to follow that up. But we left the theater and literally on the way out, my girls were singing the song that, that they could already recognize was going to be the, the, the let it go of frozen. Two. Okay. Yeah. Sure. It's called into the unknown. I've, I've heard into this, into the unknown, yeah. Uh, maybe even on Alexa because the soundtrack came out before the movie. It's it's awesome that these kind of great writers might not find a home on top 40 radio populated by Post Malone and Ariana Grande, but they can find probably tons of money, you know, in a career writing these, you know, songs about the solar system, songs about, you know, what you do when you get a boo-boo and like whatever, and they crush it. So before we close out, you just got off the road on a tour and what's next? New album? I don't know that I'll drop an album next year. Maybe I'll, I was t- telling you, maybe I'll just put out a song every couple of weeks, you know, and, and because um, I think attention spans have changed. I think times have changed. I think music algorithms and data have changed and I think I need to change with them. So the plan is for the first time ever, up in the air. Good. Well, you've always been one step ahead, right? So whether it's your app, your kid's book, you're, you're always thinking one step ahead. So thanks for presenting itself. Congratulations. Thanks for talking about kids stuff. Let's go modern dadhood. I wish you, you know, much success and, uh, and, and health to your, uh, family too. Thanks man. And same to your family and, and good luck with the podcast. I've loved the episodes I've heard so far and I'm honored to be on it and, uh, happy to, uh, follow the dads on through the next uh, couple years. <laughs>
Oh man, that was good. Yeah, he's he's fun. It's always a really nice conversation. Yeah, that was that was a really good one. That was that. I wish I was. Um, I wish I was there for that one. I like. Uh, he talked a little bit about his kids' interaction with Alexa. Ale- yeah, Alexa. I think Alexa. That's how uh-huh. they pronounce it. So we uh, we have an Alexa. I think I said that earlier. But um, we used to have it sort of down in like a central location, and now the the kids are a little bit. Uh, you know, they're they're more mobile, and uh, they started getting at it and um, um, interacting with it a whole lot. We had we had to move it for a little while. We had to get it out of the picture. Mm, two, they're two years old. They're yeah. They're they're about two years old now. But one of my sons in particular was, he picked up really early that my wife and I are talking to this, this thing that just sits there. And Mm -hmm. when you talk to it, it lights up and it does stuff for you. And I became like, I became hyper aware of this relationship that we were forming with this inanimate object. I think it's, I I definitely, I do think it's very weird. Okay. Like I enjoy the heck out of the thing. It creates a lot of conveniences for you, but you also lived a whole bunch of life without that. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I, there was no time before that that I had regular interaction with something inanimate where I referred to it by its name. And I'm just, be, I'm becoming like super aware of that now that my kids are, now that I have kids. And, uh, but, but um, one of my kids does do something very cute, which he, he, he tries to talk to it and, 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 um, and activate it. And, but his, this speech is just not there. They're not there quite yet. They, say a lot of words, but it's their own language still. So he's doing the spose thing. The spose's son. Before. What's up? Way bound. <laughs> pay bound, pay bound, please. No, they're more like, um, first of all, one of my kids like doesn't even try, but the other one will like yell. And all he does is say, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. Like he's just getting the fact that it's two syllables. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's not even Alexa. Is He's not even getting all the syl- syllables. I'm, I'm realizing that now, but ah, ah. And he gets frustrated when this thing does not light up and respond to him. He's never going to trust technology. Ah, good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Maybe he'll fall in love with books. Oh, could you only imagine? We, and that's what's funny about where the Alexa was, was that it was, I guess maybe we did this subconsciously, but it's the same place where we keep a lot of their books downstairs. Ah. It's like, there's sort of a barrier of books between them and the Alexa at all times. Seems seems very symbolic. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, what do you what do you think about about this? Oftentimes, they just take the books and they throw them across the floor. <laughs> what do you think about that? You, like you're in my way. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, you are. You are standing between me and my friend, who I also hate yeah. because she never understands she me. She doesn't listen to me. But this thing doesn't even light up. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to do, and I don't know if this is. I don't even know if this is worth anything at all um, in the grand scheme of things, but. I try, maybe it's, maybe it's worse now that I'm thinking about it. I try to, when I talk to Alexa, if the kids are around, I try to be polite to Alexa. So I'll say, you know, Alexa, set a timer for 15 minutes, please. You know, and then it'll go off and I'll say, you know, Alexa, could you please stop the timer? So, and I, but I don't know if that, do you think that reinforces the, the, does you think that humanizes the thing even more? Well, I think it does two things. Yeah, I think it humanizes it more, but I think what's more important is that they are they're observing you be polite to somebody and it doesn't matter if it's human or not in that yeah. case. You know, my it's it would be yeah. the same as if you were talking to somebody on the phone and you were being polite to them and I think that they True. will have positive takeaways from that. That would be my my that's, assumption. That's what I hope. But I'm not an expert. You're not? No. Well, what the hell am I talking to you for then? I know. I'm I'm I quit. 
So dads, if you're interested in checking out Spose, um, he's got a ton of great music available online at Bull Moose Music Stores or bullmoose.com. He actually just released, uh, I, I said when I was introducing him, he's also recently an author. He just put out a kid's book called Pinecone Pete is Not Impressed, which, uh, cool. which he gave me a copy of. My kids love it. It's, it's really fun, and it's actually kind of a companion piece to his album, Good Luck With Your Life, which is also awesome. So you can pick up the book at bullmoose.com as well. Also, as soon as this episode of Modern Dadhood is finished, head on over and check out the Spose podcast. It's uh, it's super entertaining and he always has great guests and entertaining commentary. If you're interested, we're going to make the full interview with Spose available as bonus content. Just head to moderndadhood.com to find out how to access that. Well, Adam, I think it's uh, kind of that time again, right? I think we're... Uh coming to an end here. Feels like you're wrapping it up. I feel like I'm going to wrap it up. So dads out there, find us at moderndadhood.com, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, you know, and if you're the type of guy who really cares about these things, do us a huge favor. Take 30 seconds, write us a little review on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. Uh, and if you, you know, if you don't have 30 seconds, take one and, um, hit subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Probably most importantly though, what's, what's most helpful to us, Mark? I think telling your dad friends about us would be very helpful. Word of mouth. We'd love it so much. You can also always drop us a line at hey at moderndadhood.com. That's H-E-Y. Uh, I want to give a quick thank you to Casper Baby Pants and Spencer Alby for the fantastic music. And thank you to Nick Rose, who is our intern. Mm-hmm. This is a new development in modern data. Yeah, Nick, remember that name, people, (laughs) because he's going places. And you know what? Thank you out there for listening. Thank you so much.